Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A Dear Media original podcast. It was like a robot. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, look at I'm sorry. But he's got a fucking camera in his face. And it's like he's trying, trying to figure this out. You're trying to get your girl back. You're like, I'm such a fucking idiot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome in. We've got another episode of Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven for you. I am Stephen Coletti. And I'm Kristen Cavallari. It's hard to believe we're coming to the end here. We only have a couple more episodes. Two more episodes of season two of Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County. And hey, we're finishing strong over here. Yeah. I I feel like MTV has hit its stride. They've got all sorts of good stuff to play with. The episodes are good. I'm fully in. Like, I'm invested now. I'm invested <laughs> in these stories. I'm like, where, where is everything going? Like, what's going to happen? It's it's getting interesting in the little seaside community of Laguna Beach. It's pretty you juicy. Find yourself pre- it's juicy. I, I feel it? like season two really kind of stepped it up, you know? I mean, it kind of goes back to what we've been saying is that any season two of a show, it's like people get it now and you realize what you have to do. So whether it's consciously or subconsciously, people just bring the drama, which has been great. This episode was fun for me. I actually watched this one on Netflix. It was the first one I've officially watched on Netflix. And you want to know what I noticed? They don't have season three. They only have seasons one and two, which I thought was like a big fuck you to season three. <laughs> oh, interesting. All right, all right. Did you find yourself interested in watching season three? Is that why you were just curious or you just kind of noticed it? Nope, not interested at all. No offense, season three, <laughs> but I just noticed it because I went to go to season two. So you have to like find your season. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, there's no season three. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So that's right. For those of you guys that don't know out there, of course, there's... Netflix is now streaming Laguna the first two seasons and I've actually I've I've stayed on Paramount Plus mm. and I've noticed you're loyal there are ads that are popping up when you pause the thing like you I'll pause oh. it in an episode to like write some notes down and I look and I'm like was was this in here oh. before or is Paramount Plus capitalizing a little back to the beach with Kristen and Steven huh what do we think yeah 100% 100% cuz I never noticed yeah. that before so isn't that interesting that that's the new way to do ads now is with these QR codes that you can just shop everything? It's actually kind of genius. I Honestly, think. it's anywhere where you can stick an ad. That's that's what I it know. is. But yeah, I, you know what? It's interesting to hear you say you feel like people have accepted their roles in the show. I completely agree with you in this. I, you could see, personally, I am a little uncomfortable with what the show at this point. So I'm, I'm trying <laughs> not to be involved. And you could see that in this in this episode. But there are... Some other characters that, you know, they've embraced it and they know what they're doing. And and I give them credit to that. It helps the show because now I think we're getting more IRL conversations than MTV conversations. You know, after 16 episodes in this second season, not only kids from the first season, but, you know, people like Jason who popped up in the second season by the end of this episode, like he's going through all sorts of stuff with these girls. And there's, there's just some very vulnerable, real scenes that I've found myself really engaged in. And I give them credit to, you know, opening mm-hmm. up themselves for all of us viewers out there. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. This is, again, this is episode 16 of season two. It is called Nothing More to Say. And I've talked about this before. There's definitely the kind of yeah. a little more soft landed 
description from MTV on their website. And then there's the Paramount Plus <laughs> description, which is updated many, many years later, which is really just trying to get any sort of viewer to be like, you know what? I'm down. But they have it described to you as from MTV. Elsie holds a party for her friends before leaving for Los Angeles. But tensions are still high <laughs> after witnessing Jason kissing his ex-girlfriend. Mm-mm-mm. And then if you go and you check out Paramount Plus, it says... Elsie throws another party, and after his moronic actions at the benefit, Jason comes crawling back to apologize, mm. but he can't even do that well. Which, which is fucked. I think Jason comes back <laughs> and apologizes. Yeah, he apologizes well, I, I think, considering there are cameras oh. involved and this is your real life. Uh, Poor but yeah, Jason. Someone did him dirty there at, at Paramount+. Uh, Plus. <laughs> but again, I mean, it's like, it's the world that we're living in now. Everything is clickbait. Everything is like, how can we get the most attention so that someone will watch this or click on this or whatever it is? So I'm not mm-hmm. very surprised there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. So, there, of course, we've got a classic, set the scene, and we've talked about this before. You know, usually there's a major event happening in an episode, and there's the scenes that lead up to it, a lot of which can be filmed after the fact, so they can tie all the storylines together that are going to occur at the event. And then, of course, the debriefs, if you will, that happen after the event. And this one, you know, we start right away with with Dieter and Lauren and Jen talking, doing the famous listing of who is going to be at the party, right? And whether or not you should be invited, <laughs> which is funny because you have you have a moment. Well, I think that there's, you know, obviously they're, they're talking about Jason and, and Jessica not being invited. And and then Dieter just kind of comes out of nowhere with this, you should invite Kristen because she is so mellow now. So She's so much more mellow now. Yeah, she's so much more Dieter. mellow now. So let's, let's define mellow in this situation. <laughs> How were you more mellow? That's what I want to know. I kind of want to call Dieter and be like, explain to me how I guess I've matured in the last year because I actually think I'm kind of the same. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe because you and I are not together. And so there's not this love triangle in the forefront of my mind. So I'm, you know, not going to be a firecracker, I guess, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We're not just fighting over something. It's, you know, it's it's more we've accepted our fates. We've moved on with our lives in our way. And yeah, I think, you know, you see in this episode a lot of the orange wristbands. And we'll get to this when we get to the scene with you and, and Alex H and Jessica on the beach. But Dieter had a charity called Running Home for Teens. Do you remember this? No, and I didn't Do even you, notice these wristbands. <laughs> okay, so you're wearing in, in a couple of scenes an orange wristband. And oh. by the way, this is obviously the end of the, the summer as you're going now. Everyone else is going off to college. So you know, Dieter had spent a year in college and then he came back and he just wanted to raise awareness for teen suicide prevention. And so he was going to run from San Diego to Laguna and raise money for charity, That's right. which he did. And so he, you know, had these orange right. wristbands kind of like the made famous by the Lance Armstrong, whatever that was called. Live Strong. Live Strong. Thank you. The, the, yeah. the yellow wristband. He had those made yeah. and we're all wearing them. And you were very supportive. So I think there's probably, you know, you could draw a line from your support to his charity during that time, wearing your orange wristband around to Dieter, describing you as so mellow now. <laughs> because, I'm, because I'm we wearing never know a wristband. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Damn we're right. We're just being friends, I think also helps the situation. So Dieter, Dieter didn't have to be the sounding board for all of our shit anymore. But yeah, yeah. so... So we have the, the classic scene of, of setting up, you know, the party. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Lauren's like, yeah, she's Jason's not coming. Neither is Jessica. And then we go to this really funny scene between Jason and Talon, which, you know, Talon's kind of busting his balls. And it says, you know, that Lauren, you know, was saying, oh, you know, I love that kid. And Ta- you can see Jason is very interested to see if that was before or after <laughs> what happened. And, he, and T- Talon's like, yeah, not to make you feel bad or anything, but that was <laughs> definitely before you kissed Jessica. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I love Talon being in in that position, too, of being the one to give advice. Um, I actually thought he did a good job with it, though. I mean, he was definitely saying you need to have a conversation in person with Lauren. But I mean, it's really like if you can get Lauren to meet you in person or not is the big question mark. But I thought Talon did a great job in that role. Yeah. I, and this is another scene where it's an IRL moment. They're talking you know, about a real thing that happened. Of course, for the situation, you know, MTV setting everything up for them to be there and when they know what they're going to talk about. But when they get into their conversation, this is where you see everyone kind of comfortable on camera and ready to be vulnerable. Like, I feel like th- if this was me in season one, I, I would have 
been dancing around the conversation. There would have been a lot of mumbling. Not much would have been said and MTV would have had to edit more to get the scene that they need. But with these guys, they do a great job. You know, Jason's vulnerable and honest and Talon is kind of hit him hard with the, you know, calling him out on, on what he did. And of course, you know, he, <laughs> he needs to figure out how to clean this up. So he is a good friend in that moment. And then of course, speaking of being good friends, you and Alex having your oh chats with Jessica <laughs> about I was pretty brutal. I mean, I guess you know, it's I was like thinking, okay, what would I do in that situation now? I think cuz obviously Alex and I are trying to give Jessica advice or we're just talking to her about what she did with Jason, and I mean, I'm not holding back at all. I'm like pretty I don't want to say mean. I mean, I'm just being brutally honest with her. And it's kind of the stuff she needed to hear. You know, I'm saying, I can't believe you did that to Lauren. I don't know what to do with you. All of these things. But I think my delivery was just really harsh. But again, I kind of go back to the fact that by the time we had to have this conversation on camera, we had already had this conversation 10 times. So again, it's kind of like, I have nothing else to say. So it definitely comes off very, very harsh. But I mean, what she did do was fucked up. <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah. Like you said it, you are so sick of having this conversation. It's not only, um, you know, you guys have had this conversation about this specific moment throughout the week, and now you got to do the MTV version. You know, you've had a conversation about this topic now for weeks and months, and you and Alex, the voice of reasons for her, have said repeatedly, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> cut out all the shit yeah. you need to cut this guy out of your life. And it's just tough for her. And this is, you know, what 18, you know, 18 years old is, is so what it's all about at that age is yeah. it, it takes you a lot longer to, to figure your shit out. And so it's almost like the warnings that you guys have had for all these weeks and these episodes leading up to this moment. And then this happens and you're just like, what the fuck? Like it was warranted. I don't think you guys were being too harsh on her. And I, I think there was a really genuine IRL moment yeah. when we kind of first come in on you guys, there's a shot of you guys walking on the beach. And by the way, you're walking down the beach to the spot where the producers have dug something in the sand because you could see Jessica's pointing at the spot where you guys need to stop and sit. And this is where it is the mark. And, and that's because they, of course, got all their cameras in their positions. They want to try to stay as far <laughs> away a, as possible mark, to leave you know? it a little more intimate <laughs> for you guys and to just make it feel more real when you see more of the scene. And, and it's not so just like stage with cameras right there in your face. Uh, it's it's very long lens, we call it. It's like camera's very far away. Eventually, they lens in mm -hmm. to get you guys. And of course, she points to where you guys are sitting. Now, but while you guys are doing that walk up, a couple of great lines. It's, you say, I can't believe you would do that to Lauren, which of course, again, just to anybody. And then I can't believe, and then right away, Alex H goes, I can't <laughs> right. believe you kissed Jason. And she shoves her really hard. But it's like, <laughs> again, this is, you guys just being so fed up with this same topic of like, we've warned you so many times. You haven't listened to our advice. And now look at where you are. You are in the deepest shit you've ever been in in this situation. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's all warranted. The fact that you guys are there for her, you know, and being a friend. And I mean, you even I say, you're like, I don't, you know, love Lauren, but like, that's fucked up. You know, you're like, I love you more yeah. than Lauren, but still, yeah. that's so fucked up. Yeah, it's just what's right and wrong. I mean, and yeah. it's hard, you know, because it's like, you love your friends and you want to support everything they do. But when they make really dumb decisions like this, it's like, I can't actually stand by you in these decisions. Yep. I still love you and I'm going to be your friend, but you need to know that what you're doing is fucked up. And I do, I still to this day, I mean, I'm 36 years old. I think a good friend is someone who does call you out on your bullshit because I don't want just yes people in my life because I want to know if I'm being an idiot or if I'm being out of line. Like that's what a good friend is supposed to do, I think. And I've always been like that. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. And so I love that in return as well. You know, some people would abandon a friend in that situation. Like, oh, this is too much yeah. and, and leave her, you know, whatever, leave her alone. And you guys are there for her, which is sweet. We need to talk about your wardrobe choices for this uh, scene. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Cause I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so I, I wrote down that I thought it was a pickup scene. And then I, I decided not to say it cause I'm not 100% sure, but I, thought that it was. And I thought that it was because I remember that specific beach going down there and, and having pickup scenes. But also <laughs> by the time we were doing pickup scenes, I was so over it. I mean, so over it that that is what I looked like. <laughs> I don't, So I was either extremely hungover. That's why I had sunglasses on the whole time, which they usually made us take our sunglasses off. So clearly it was bad enough underneath those that they let me keep them on. So I was either super hungover or it was just a pickup scene and I could have given two shits about filming anymore. 
<laughs> Those are the two options. I think you're all in boxers. You guys are all in little shorts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally look like I rolled out of bed. Boxers, t-shirt, didn't brush my hair, threw on some sunglasses, and I'm like, I'm here. What do you want? <laughs> also, I should point out, you're holding a drink carrier like you would get from a, a coffee shop. And there are no drinks in the drink carrier. The only thing that is in the drink carrier is your sidekick. So, Alex, so I don't know what's going on here. Alex is carrying all the food. Jessica's got one drink in her hand. You're carrying a drink carrier. You don't have a drink in the other hand, but you do have the drink carrier with your sidekick. And I was trying to see what your shirt said, whatever the saying that was on it. (laughs) You and Alex H have, of course, some of these ironic, silly teas. You could read hers. Hers says, Se habla espanol, uh, which means Spanish spoken. (laughs) I thought was really funny. Where were we getting these shirts? God, the fact that you noticed the drink holder thing, I didn't even notice that. The only thing I can think of is maybe the crew got a Starbucks. Again, this goes with the whole hangover scenario. Got a Starbucks while we were waiting to go into the scene. We finished them, but then I'm still holding the carrier. I probably did it to be like, this is hilarious. Fuck this. And you actually picked up on it. <laughs> it's funny that you say the producers probably got you guys coffees. 100%. I can see them more. Yeah, you know, It's just incentivizing yeah. or making you guys feel comfortable, making you feel good when you arrive on our little MTV set to do your scene. So they had the coffees and maybe the food ready for you guys. Because you know, I was like, no, I'm going out, you know, the night before. I can't be there at 10 a.m. And yeah, they're like, yeah. well, we'll get you food and what? coffee. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll go. That's exactly <laughs> how it goes down. But yeah, I thought that that was a great scene. You're also wearing the orange wristband. So it also is a good timeline mm-hmm. for me of where we're at. And the good thing about this episode is we are getting to the end here. You are seeing all these scenes are shot at late summer. And you know, I think Dieter was doing his charity late, mid to late summer of that year as well. But yeah, you noticed the, the orange wristband is on in that scene. Well, you want to know what's interesting because you're talking about the timeline is for pickups, because typically we would do pickups months later, right? Like after we wrapped. Hmm. But it's- if we all went off to college or LA or whatever, I don't know how we would have done pickups, but we must have. I mean, we must have. There's no way that they could have done that without pickups. Unless at this point, they got a head start on laying out the episodes and they just kind of already knew what they needed. I don't know. Mm. All right, you guys, let's chat about our good friends, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Flavor is in full bloom at HelloFresh. Enjoy the taste of spring with chef-crafted recipes featuring ripe seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. HelloFresh does more than just delicious dinners. Not only can you take your pick from 40 weekly recipes, but you can choose from over 100 items to round out your order, from snacks and easy lunches to desserts and pantry necessities. Everything arrives in one box on a delivery day you choose. When the spring sunshine is calling your name, don't call for takeout. Get HelloFresh instead. Their quick and easy meals make feeding the family a cinch and without that high price tag. Their new fast and fresh options are ready in just 15 minutes or less. No more scouring the grocery store for that one ingredient to complete your recipe. HelloFresh takes away all that hassle by delivering fresh pre-portioned ingredients so you have exactly what you need and helps you cut down on food waste. Okay, you guys, I'm going to be real with you. Between working on my most recent cookbook and then just promoting the heck out of it, I am burnt out on cooking. I have not wanted to make one single meal. So I'm really leaning on HelloFresh right now to get me and my family through the days because... I'm just in a cooking rut at the moment. So HelloFresh has really come in clutch for me here. Well, guys, find out why HelloFresh is the number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals and free shipping. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How much time do you guys spend on yourself per week versus how much time do you spend on other people? I know having three kids, most of my time is definitely spent on my kids. That's just how it has to be. However, I really do think prioritizing yourself is very, very important because at the end of the day, if you are a parent or if you're just out there hustling, you can only give as much as you give yourself. Like, however, 
you feel about yourself. If your tank is full, then you have a lot to give. If it's empty, you literally have nothing to give. So it's very easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I love all that. We've mentioned it before here on the pod. We absolutely prioritize mental health here at Back to the Beach. And as we're getting into the end of spring, summer is opening up more here. Everyone's schedules should be getting a little busier. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ping-ponging across the country right now trying to uh, get the word out with everyone is doing great. We're also trying to be back in LA and actually finish the show properly and get it done as you know the way we need to. And you know, I'm, I feel like I'm getting pulled in different directions. So that's why BetterHelp is the place to help when you're processing those stress and those emotions properly. Now more than ever is time to recharge your brain, you guys. And therapy is a great option for that. If you guys haven't heard me before, I love therapy. I've been in and out since my parents got a divorce when I was in third grade. And I just, I always leave feeling so much better having that unbiased opinion to help just get all of your thoughts in order and just help you talk things out. I just find it's always super beneficial. Absolutely. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's right, you guys. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com beach10 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash beach10. All right, so let's get to Lauren's party. Big part of this episode is Lauren's having an end of the summer goodbye party for everyone. And this piece that they really want to try to make happen is you coming over and quote unquote making peace with Lauren. So let's tell everyone, I I don't even remember how this all played out, but how did you get roped into going over to Lauren's house, which you would would never go to, correct me if I'm wrong. You would never really go to, but again, we've got MTV's end of the year party, Lauren's house, they just moved into that new house. It's mm-hmm. incredibly beautiful. All mm-hmm. of the, you know, the pictures from up there are amazing shooting in every direction. It's just, it's so picturesque. And they're going to have this end of the year party. Of course, character of the show, you need to be there. So do you remember how that was presented to you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, again, never in a million years would have gone. And, you know, it's so funny to me because this was so obviously an MTV party. It's only the cast. And it's, you know, like Alex Merle and my senior friends and then Lauren and like you and Dieter. Like, it's so random to me. And, you know, even when there's a a faraway shot in the beginning and there's like five people there and it's supposed to be this like raging party, a real party on the show was Lowe's Christmas party, which was the first episode of season two. And you can just see the difference, right? Like that is lively. You're getting a lot of personality out of everybody. There's a lot going on. There's drinking. It's full. It's the whole thing. And then you have this party, which is, I think, such a stretch and such a joke at this point. But Already, I don't want to go, right? I'm being forced to, to to go by MTV. If you noticed when I'm walking into the house, they had me kind of like stop at the top of the stairs and take a beat. That was all MTV. I've never in my life been like, <gasps> before I walk into a party, <laughs> like get mentally prepared. But I will say like, to this day, I don't want to be the last one that walks into a party. I don't care what the situation is. Like, even if it's my best friends, it's not, I don't want to be the last one walking in and having everyone stare at you. <laughs> But here's here's what I will also say. I didn't stay for literally two minutes. I said hi to all of my friends. These are my friends, right? My senior girlfriends. I definitely stayed. I didn't want to, but I did. And I don't remember if I said hi to Lauren or not. I'm going to go with the fact that I did not say hi to Lauren. And that is fucked up. I do regret that. That's actually my do-over. I'll just say it now. Especially because it's her house. That was extremely immature. But but to, I may have. I, I just don't remember. I wish I remembered. But I do remember definitely being there for more than literally one minute and just stealing you away. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm going to give you a lot of credit, first of all, for saying you feel bad about not saying hello. But I'm also, I'm going to call some shenanigans on MTV there. I, I feel like my little spidey sense is over here. They're telling me, like, I guarantee you said hello, and it's more of a general hello to everybody. Now, I think where you might have done yourself a little right. bit of a disservice 
is the exit, <laughs> which didn't seem to be so much of a goodbye. I don't know if it was that. You, they kind of have that moment of you saying like, ah, screw it, which is, I think, again, you saying goodbye to everyone who's sitting over in that corner at a table. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to go. Right. But I can't imagine you coming in and just not saying hello. Like, look, it, there's a lot of people that are all sitting around this table. They're saying this, no one's getting up to hug each other or anything like that. Remember, I remember those chairs, these like kind of big clunky chairs that you're that are really heavy to move. So everyone's just kind of pretty locked into where they're seated. But you know, y- you weren't gonna go, you know, walk up to Lauren and say, Hi, thank you for inviting me over. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. How are you doing? <laughs> Because also, she didn't invite me over. That yeah, was and that's, that's the other awkward part for you guys is you both are playing nice to MTV. And I guarantee you, you played nice. Right. Hello, hi, hello, everybody. Sure, there wasn't a specific hello to one another, but you also didn't have a direct hello to everyone else at that table. And you guys just kind of, because everyone was already sitting there and there yeah. wasn't another seat, you go and sit off to the side. So there's that. Right. Thank you. Because, to I mean, to your point, that's not me. I would never walk into any group situation and not acknowledge anybody and just go to the side. It's like, especially because those were my friends. Yeah. Like, that was my class. I was friends with everybody. So even though they try to make it seem like Alex Hooser and I were not friends with Alex Merle and Taylor, but I mean, we were. Mm. Alex Merle and it's I were It's very interesting to hear you say also <laughs> that you remember that moment at the top of the stairs because— as we alluded to earlier with people being more comfortable and understanding their roles, there's a few moments where there are some looks that, you know, some of our lead characters here are kind of hanging on to or holding just for a moment longer. And I mean, I cracked up when you, when you told Alex H, hey, you go first going into a party, but to hear from you now, because I thought that was you just being like, you go first. I don't want to go first, but it does make sense. You're like, I'm not really so no. concerned <laughs> about being first or last or whatever, but MTV telling you just take a little moment at the top of the stairs have a thought, and then go in, Mm -hmm. which whoever gave that note, very well done. I think, you know, I have some notes here of, of, you know, kudos to MTV for what they're doing as we're getting to the end of the season. It really is a masterful job with the editing, the locations, everything that they're piecing together. They're also getting the combination of great material from all of us. Everyone's feeling more comfortable. They're being more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're being more open to camera. They're more willing to do things and understanding what their job is at this point. And so it's all coming together really nicely. But for someone to give that note and to have that little extra moment, it added a lot. But yeah. So anyways, there we are. We're hanging out. And yeah, look, you were not there for five minutes. Uh, you could see I was mm-hmm. there when the, when the sun was up and the sun was going down and then it's, it's totally pitch dark out. So I think I was ready to get out of there. And this wasn't some sort of big blowout party. It was like MTV wanted to have a little intimate gathering with some people. And I think that the less amount of people that they had there, the better it would be for this dynamic that they know they're trying to create because we're getting to the end of the season. And it's like, all right, what's Lauren going to do now that her and Jason are not together? You know, are they going to try to push the Steven and Lauren thing? Yes, of course, they're going to do that. How does Kristen fall into that fold? Because of course, this is what the audience is familiar with. So we still need to play to that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. what the audience needs to know, and I want all of you guys listening to understand, is like, yeah, Lauren and Kristen are not best friends, but like they could, Kristen agrees to come over and Lauren agrees to have her over because they, you guys just don't care anymore. Like it's, it's so much in the past. The only no. place that this is still existing is in MTV. And a lot of those looks, this, this whole party is very set up, the editing, Lauren, like, of course, they're using all these different reactions from Lauren. They have like a, a look of concern on her face when she's looking the complete opposite direction of us uh, as we're leaving. So she's obviously, you know, dealing with something else. Her dog could be chewing something over in a corner or who knows what's going on. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so look, I think what's an important footnote here is like you guys, we were all way beyond what had occurred a year previous and all had moved on in different relationships. But right. in MTV's world, it's still got to kind of live where they can get it. And so- that's why you have this. And it's interesting because, you know, Heidi is now mm-hmm. on the show. And Heidi actually really brought Lauren and I together. Mm. There was a trip to the Bahamas around the same time. I don't know if you remember that or not, because I'm pretty sure, weren't you there? Or maybe you weren't there. And that's why we were able to really bond. But anyways. Is that one of those student travel trips? No, this like, was like a, was like, this was like once we were on TV. Like, I think we got paid to go and make it. That's what I'm saying. The like, there were these companies that organized kind of like we talked about the snowboarding trips that we went on that were organized. There were spring break trips that were organized. And I think that, and we get paid to show up at parties. Right. So I, I think, think this I was, was a there. summertime 
I think you were too, but now I can't. All I know is Heidi came on it with us and Lauren and I actually had a really great time together. That was the first time we really were able to like hang out, have fun, have some laughs together. And I really credit Heidi for that, but it was around the same time. And so I wouldn't be surprised if at this point, her and I had actually already buried the hatchet and like we were not buddies, but like we were definitely cool with each other because also here's the other thing too. When you have these big scenes like this and you have you know, everyone at Lauren's house and I'm over, I don't even know where I am, I guess at Jessica's house trying to decide if I'm going to go. They didn't have two crews like that unless it was prom or a really big scene where they could bring in another crew. But those scenes of me before Lauren's party leading up to it are not happening in real time. That was a completely different day because we just didn't have two crews like that. So all of that hesitation of like, I don't know if I should go. I don't know. Like that is all coming from MTV. And it just proves my point with them making me stop at the top of the stairs and take a beat. I mean, yep. it's it's all so contrived. When we spoke with Lauren, you guys talked about how you guys hung out in LA and had a great time together. And I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if before that scene where you're trying to decide whether or not to go to Lauren's and they're playing up that moment, that that had already happened in LA. Because you do right, say something along right. the lines of LA is a small town. We're probably going to bump into each other. Like, I got no problem with Lauren. I guarantee it had already happened. And look, right. you guys aren't going to be best friends, of course, but it's, it's, you're still, you're fine. You're cool. Like it's we bygones or bygones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's moved on. So this was a little bit of anticlimactic, I think is, is the term mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. party, which was more mm-hmm. of just kind of like a, a very casual hang with a, with a couple of people because uh, we'd have yeah. a lot of people there. And it's it's funny that it's all catered. That's all set up, you know, by MTV, all the food and everything. But I, I should say, I don't think you said goodbye. That's fair. I think that's where <laughs> that's the apology fair. do because you're just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm over it. I think that is a real, like, you're trying to decide if you're, and it's not just her. Let's be honest. There's a, there's a, there's a bunch no, of people over the there. And yeah, we're talking about leaving and it's like, you know what? I'm going to Irish exit over saying goodbye to everyone. We've all been there. And yes, mm-hmm. it's not like Lauren sent you a personal invitation in the mail. Please come to my party or a text message. <laughs> You're there for MTV. Right. It is what it is. There wasn't any sort of a scene yeah. caused. Also, not going to lie. That was a pretty lame party. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Do you remember what we did after? Because I have no recollection. Uh, yeah, you, you shot to… Um, oh, that we went and got more food? Yes, <laughs> you did say said. that. And <laughs> I saw as we're walking to whoever's car, I definitely was carrying a bottle of something. So I should, yeah, I don't know if I just, I ho- hopefully I brought a couple bottles of my own and I didn't just, I'm just sure. take <laughs> one of Lauren's <laughs> bottles. But yeah, so that's that. Where, where did we go that night? I don't know. I We probably, yeah, we pre- went and got food and, and had drinks somewhere and then, you know, went our separate ways. Well, I did say later in the episode, it was the first time you and I were able to yeah. just hang out as friends. There we go. <laughs> and just have fun. And it did, it seemed like we were having a good time. I actually, just to circle mm-hmm. back to Lauren's party really quickly, we're talking about your hugs, specifically your hugs and how you're a side hugger. You pat people on the back. And I do remember, I'm like, ow, <laughs> they hurt. <laughs> and I'm telling you that they hurt. <laughs> I, I kind of remember this too. And I've, I've been told this many, many moons ago, a couple times where I was like, I was a pat hugger. And I was like, I don't, I don't even really think about it. I don't know. Is that a, is that you want to know what thing? I learned in therapy one time that mm. like patting someone on the back is like an instant like take you out of intimacy thing, and I don't remember exactly the reasoning behind it, but it's there's there's like no warmth or like love in a pat. Oh, so it's like yeah. it's supposed to be like I'm I'm giving you a hug, but I, I'm it's not like a, fully in, embracing you, holding yes. you. It's just a pat, pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an intimacy buzzkill. So I hope you still don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Take note, everyone out there. Uh, if you want an intimacy buzzkill, then you're you're pat hugging. But yeah, yeah, I do not recommend that. So, anyways, uh, one last thing I think I'll, I'll say about the party. I do like. There's a nice scene between Taylor and Lauren where she's being a good mm-hmm. friend to Taylor, and you get you know, look, Lauren is very good at this. She's very good at um, you know. I I think being open and vulnerable in, in some of her feelings in these situations that she's in and what she's letting you know, be shown on, on camera. She's explaining herself and her position. And I think she really does a good job with that. And it's why a lot of audience members can relate to her because they've been in that position before. But Taylor's offering some good advice. She's being a good friend. But you also see that Lauren really cares for Jason. And I think it's important to note that because they're all just 
you know, it, they're just kind of given so much grief to, to Jason, rightfully so, considering the circumstance. But you could see Lauren has her feelings for there of like, I know that there's a good guy in there. He's just been making some poor decisions. He's dealing with some stuff. And you could see that she, you know, really does have feelings for him, but she's struggling to let that go because it's like, how do you let somebody back in that does that to you? Yeah. But it's an interesting, as of course, for where this episode goes. And eventually we have a scene with Jason and Lauren at the end, which we'll talk about down the road here. But, you know, you see that, you know, she's got those feelings for him and that he is really a good guy. He's made some poor decisions, but ultimately, and we've said this before, how we all feel about Jason. He is, he is a really sweet guy. He's just very young, working through some stuff and still trying to figure out, you know, you know, who he is. So look, I I think it was a nice little window into, into Lauren's mind there with her feelings for him at that time while, you know, Jason, you know, why Taylor is trying to be a good friend and explain, you know, well, we we kind of saw something was going to happen. I've seen this on every show that I've done where you have to have certain conversations around certain people to, I I don't want to say build them up Mm. because, you know, Jason is a good guy. The core of Jason is a good guy, but you do have to sway the audience in a way where when your main character makes certain decisions on people, they support you because, you know, we've seen it. It's You can easily make someone look horrible and you can also make someone look really good. And so I noticed with this episode that they were doing that. They're like laying the groundwork for you to be like, well, maybe Jason isn't so bad and he really did just fuck up because they end up together. Had Lauren and Jason not ended up together, it, I think it would have been a very different setup of like really painting him out to be this horrible guy. Mm-hmm. And feeling even worse for Lauren. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very astute point. The, the key of them ending up together. Yeah, it could go totally south for Jason as far as the way that they're going to portray him. They, they would have just torched him and then left it at that, which sucks. Because again, yeah, we know who Jason is, but they would have just focused on that because Lauren's the lead character of the show here. And that's what was important. And you know, her just, you know, running away from him. Yeah. They would have just left it at that. So it's nice that there, yeah, there are some understanding moments and and the beginning of what you see some forgiveness, but yeah, it's a nice IRL conversation here with, with Taylor and Lauren having a little insight to what they think about Jason and that people all have love for him. Know he's a very sweet guy, but you know, he just made some poor decisions as we're all, you know, starting to party and, and, you know, drink too much at this point in our lives thinking that we're invincible and not understanding the consequences of our actions. But there's a a funny little exchange at the end of their conversation. And Taylor says, he's so nice when he says, sorry. And Lauren goes, he's such a good apologizer. (laughs) And then Taylor really quickly, she clips back. They all are. And then you finish with Lauren saying, boys suck. (sighs) Now this is an IRL conversation, which you can't really write, but this is a great Again, little window mm-hmm. into people in high school at that age. It's and their feelings and dealing with guys <laughs> that are trouble because we are all our trouble at that age. <laughs> <laughs> Girls are too. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, that was cute. Yep. You know what else I noticed too is when Lauren, Heidi, and Jen are talking about what they want to seem like Jason. I actually thought they were talking about, well, this is was, this is a guess. I think they're having a conversation about you saying, you know, oh, you are such a nice guy, all this stuff, but they made it seem like they were talking about Jason. Hmm. Again, kind of goes with my theory of like talking Jason up and making him be like, well, no, everyone does support him and like him and they see the good in him. But I, I, I would put money on the fact that I think it was about you. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was... It was interesting to see the next day where they're shopping and this is such an edited conversation. And of course they want to have the, now the debrief, if you will, of of what happened the night before play up the like, Oh, Steven and Kristen left together. And Oh my gosh, like, how was that little situation? And Lauren isn't biting. I give her again, a lot of credit here. She is savvy in this season. And as she continues on to be, you know, really smart and strategic about how she speaks on the show. And when she speaks, she's only going to speak truthfully, even when they really need her to say something in regards to like, talk about Steven and Kristen leaving together. And, or, or sorry, it's not actually her doing that. It's somebody, one of her friends, like Heidi, being yeah. asked to, to to tell, you know, how she felt about mm-hmm. seeing that or what happened there. And Lauren doesn't bite, you know. I noticed I, that. I was like, God, I should have taken a page out of her book. <laughs> she did it right. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, I think Heidi says something like, who left first? Uh-huh. Like, did Kristen and Steven uh-huh. leave together? And Lauren doesn't bite yep. there. And then she's getting grilled about 
who she's going to hang out with now that her and Jason are free and going to LA. And again, they're trying to, I think, push us together in this moment. And she doesn't bite. So I give her credit there. Let's get into our kind of last act of the episode. And this is where, as I was saying earlier, we were getting some really good (laughs) stuff. It's a lot of IRL moments, real conversations of teenagers who are going through relationship issues. It's not scripted. They're saying what they're feeling. And it really really makes for interesting TV. And I think that it's it's this last act that is one of those moments that cements what the show is to the audience. And, and the fact that you have so many people coming up to us going, was it real or not? Because these are incredibly real moments that are, you know, MTV has set up this, this meeting, of course, but then some of the dialogue that happens between these two people, it's completely mm-hmm. raw and real, or at least from what I'm reading. And uh, for that, that's what makes this so interesting. Of like, all right, is this like what's real, what's not? Because the audience is savvy enough at some points to be like, all right, this seems a little edited and staged or whatever. But then you get these really, really juicy, real intimate moments between two people that are sincere and it makes the show. But yeah, you've got, I think, to what you were saying about them lifting up Jason as well as calling out, of course, what had happened. And so now you've got two people fully divided in whether or not Lauren should get back to together with Jason or whether she should not. So I'm going to ask you here right now, should she get back together with Jason? <laughs> well, I already know how this plays out. <laughs> I'd say no. What would you, what would you, you do know, in that you situation? Know what, though? It's so hard. Knowing, knowing everything yeah. and knowing just kind of what, you know, who Jason is and all that. Yeah. What, what I mean, I would say no, but it's so much bigger than that because, and I've been in this position where you know that someone is wrong for you. You know, you shouldn't be going out with them, but there's just something that pulls you towards them. And it's so hard, so hard to be like, no, I have to do what's best for me. I'm not going to do this because there's something like just so enticing about it. That's happened to me mm. in the last couple of years. There's one guy. I'm like, he's literally the worst guy on the planet for me. But I'm like, I can't <laughs> quite cut it off. It's <laughs> a good point. It, it could be one of those things where it, it keeps things exciting, or, or you know, you want to, you think that you're going to be the one that maybe changes oh, somebody. Or- I know. Even though we all know you can't change people, I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that. But <laughs> here we are. It's interesting. I'm, I'm on the other. I think I'm on the other side. No, just, maybe it's because I know Jason. But I, it's like give the guy another chance. It's it's a whole messy moment. I think Lauren did the right thing. I'm gonna say, considering she, you know, obviously he seemed sincere in his apologies. Listen, uh, listen. I guess we're getting there. We're getting out. We're well, getting no, out a little ahead of ourselves go here. There. Here's the thing. We love Jason now. I mean, I loved him back in the day too, but like he's (laughs) such a great guy now, but we can't base this decision on Jason today. Jason at this point, his apology, yeah, sincere. He couldn't look her in the eyes. Literally didn't look her in the eyes. Jason, I love you. I love you so Mm. much. I will defend you till the day I die now. Back then, couldn't look her in the eyes. It was... I don't know. I felt like it could have been better. It could have been like, I really fucked up. I am so sorry. There was like no well, emotion ha- behind it. It was like a mm. robot. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, look at, I'm sorry. But he's got a fucking camera in his face. And it's like, he's trying, trying to figure to this your out. Girl back. You're like, I'm such a fucking idiot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I give him so much credit for having that conversation with them. And they've, of course, probably had some little conversations. I think some text exchanged, so on and so forth. It is very raw and real. You yeah. can tell that it's it's not something that they're having to go back and do over. So it's it's there, but yeah, I don't know. I the, the part for me is is you're right. I, I know Jason now, but even back then, just like you know what, you're right. Maybe it's a repeat offender, and he <laughs> still had a lot to work on in his life. And so maybe Lauren's position should have more been like, look, you need to work through some things, and then maybe down the road, you feel like you know you've made some changes in your life then maybe we can, you know, we can pick this up again. But for right now, yeah, maybe not the best choice. But no, again, what you're saying and it not being sincere, not being able to look (laughs) at her, I actually do see a really raw, open guy, but like there's a camera in his face and he knows that he fucked up royally. So it's like, what can he say besides I'm sorry? He could act like he really gives a shit. I mean, I guess- Well, he he does say in the the scene with Talon, we actually- In the scene with Talon, not to Lauren. Lauren wasn't there. (laughs) You gotta be like, Oh my God, I know what I did was horrible. That was so fucked up. I was hammered. I don't even know what I was doing, but I Mm. hate that I blew it with you. Like, give me Ah. some 
fucking emotion and tell me how okay. sorry you are. Okay. That's a pretty okay. big offense. I, I hear your point. Yeah, he does say to Talon, quote, marry the chick. So I don't know if he was necessarily going to say that to her, but like, yeah, again, it's a very vulnerable moment. And I've, I'm remembering that the way he's, he's talking to Talon where he's like, he knows he fucked up and he's like, fuck. I, and he really obviously has feelings for her. And he's, he's trying to process mm-hmm. within himself. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, who, who am I to have made that decision? But there's obviously still so much to work through at that age to then get to that point where you can actually not make those decisions. So yeah, it's an interesting. Like, I guarantee, had Jason gone up there and he was like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. You are the most important person in my life. Like, I am devastated that I blew this or potentially blew this, whatever. Like, if he, like, did more of that, I guarantee Lauren would have been way more receptive and been like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot, but, like, I still do care about you. Like, she just, there would have been more for her to open up about and and work Mm. with. I think he, he still showed up, though. That, yeah, but that's not enough. But especially when there's cameras, because you could be like, well, MTV made him come. Like, would he actually be here if it wasn't for MTV? Like, that's then where, like, my mind used to go to sometimes is like, well, of course mm. you're here because we're filming a show. Like, you start to wonder, like, what is genuine and what's not. But showing up isn't enough, unfortunately. At 18, yeah, I guess it actually is. But, like, as an adult, and I know now I'm just totally branching off, but, like, you can't just show up physically and expect everything to be okay. Like, nope, sorry, I need more. I get that. I get that. I get that. You're going to need to use your words and you're going to need to like, be very, very vulnerable and, and and prove that you are worth giving another shot. Sorry, I I'm totally triggered. Understand I'm that. triggered. So I do have here, do we think Lauren was smart to give him another chance? And it says, I say yes, because I do see the Jason that is trying to apologize, trying to work through it and really wanting to be with her and wanting to be a good guy for her and wanting, I think, you know, seeing that she, he could be a better guy as if he's with her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She'll make him a better man. However, I will change that, that note on my page now because you're right. I think right now there's, yeah, it's not just take him back immediately. You need time and some, some actions, some really some, some hard proof that like, oh, this person wants to change some things. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll take them back. So yeah, I, I think you got to be a little more careful there. I should be. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a sucker over here. Yeah. Let's talk about the scene with with Jason and Jessica. This is um, <laughs> yeah. very interesting stuff. What were your thoughts when you saw this scene? I guess, I mean, I really want to know where in the actual timeline this was. But it does seem like, you know, Jessica still has feelings for him. I mean, I think that's kind of hard to... To argue. And I think Jason's kind of being playful with her a little bit. He's kind of blaming her for kissing him. And I was watching it. I was like, who actually kissed who? Because now I don't even remember. Jason kissed her, right? It was all Jason. All right, so I, I went back and I watched the oh, tape. So I was also so going to ask you. <laughs> doing the it's, research. It's in the, it's in the previously on. And oh. I was like, hmm, let's go back and watch this. And I was like, I was trying to remember. And yeah, if if we go Zapruder film and you kind of like you're looking at the pixelated footage, you do see that Jason had his hand on her face. And I think she was kind of continuing to walk down the hall. Okay. And they'd been talking for a moment. And I think she was about to leave again after he had kind of already grabbed her yep. hand. There's there's a few things going on. If you go back and you watch the tape. But then the one of the last moments before I think she probably rolled her eyes and was going to walk away, his hand reaches across her face, grabs side, you know, he puts like his hand on her cheek and makes her kind of look at him again and then kind of leans in close. And then she definitely kind of meets him there halfway. Uh, <laughs> so it's a little bit right, of like, they're both guilty. <laughs> they're definitely both guilty in this situation. We're going to give most of the responsibility to Jason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, Jessica wasn't exactly leaning back and then didn't exactly slap him and say, right. what the fuck did you do? Right, there was a, right. yeah, I think she enjoyed the peck for the moment. Uh, um, <laughs> I know it's so hard. But yeah, look, I, I thought the scene between Jason and Jessica is is a great one. I, you know, obviously they would never have this conversation if it wasn't for MTV. Mm-hmm. But when it does get set up, it doesn't seem so contrived in what they're saying to each other. You have that sincere moment where Jessica's saying something about like, it's so amazing that something this little could be so big. And I was like, oh man, no, it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely something big, Jessica. I can't kiss another girl's boyfriend. Can't and she's like, that. <laughs> she's like, first Alex, and then Lauren, I'm on a roll. 
I know. And she's like, I have you to thank for that. And Jason goes, it was you. She goes, are you kidding me? And they, they have this little back and forth about who it was, which is really, really funny. Yeah, I love when you argue um, about what actually happened on a reality show. It's like, there's footage. We're all going to know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? There, there's a little bit of a redeeming moment here at the end where I think it's nice for Jessica because Jessica, you know, she, She's gone through all this stuff and these relationships. And then there she is face-to-face kind of saying goodbye to Jason. And she says to him, you should call her. Mm-hmm. And he says, thank you. And then, yeah, I think that having that last like, all right, here's a sober moment we're having together. And we fucked up. But anyways, you know, it's telling him that he should call her. That might've been a line that's fed from MTV, yeah. but she says it to him. And I feel like it's, you know, it's it's delivered well. And, and really, I think, for me, as a viewer watching that, powerful in that moment. Yeah. So well I done, agree. MTV. Well done, Jason, Jessica. That's it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. I think. I agree. Completely. So then we'll wrap up real quick with the final scene here with with Thorne and Jason, which we've uh, sort of already talked about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think just to circle back on it a moment, this is probably a top scene in the second season for me. Okay. Because yeah. everyone again is hitting their stride here. Thorne and Jason being pretty vulnerable. You've got this beautiful setting, Lauren's house up there, which is now a, a you know a major character in the show this season. It's incredibly beautiful. It's it's the perfect house to host all these parties mm-hmm. at, to host these conversations. You've got the, the incredible vistas behind them, and they have this scene where they're having this you know very intimate conversation about what happened. And there's some great lines exchanged back and forth. Jason is being, you know, he's trying to apologize, but you're right. He doesn't look her in the eye very much. He doesn't like grab her and embrace her and say like, you know, I'm so sorry. Maybe there could have been a little more there. But again, for this show, as far as, you know, what Laguna Beach, the real Orange County was, this is a very interesting scene Mm -hmm. that makes it feel so very real and so many kids in high school can relate to. So to me, it's, it's a it's an amazing scene for the show. So I agree. And to yeah. you know, to your point, I mean, Jason has been a man of very few words. And so this was a big deal for him. I mean, I don't want to totally discredit that. I also felt like you said this earlier too, but Lauren's vulnerability, especially at that age, I was actually kind of blown away with it. It was really powerful. And yep. again, I mean, yep. that's what the audience was connecting to. I thought that that was really impressive for being 18 years old. Yep. And it's why, you know, you spin off a show with her and have her yeah. be the lead character going through the next chapter of her life, everything that she's got to do with college and a new city. She is the perfect character for that. She does a great job with what she's saying in that scene. It's very grounded in, in reality as far as like, all right, this is, it's, it's very real. And, you know, and, and it's smart, like, you know, without being incredibly rude to him, call him out and have this conversation. And she's, there's a couple of good lines in there. Yeah. <laughs> she says, he finally says, you know, I want you to know that I still do like you. And then she says, is, is that supposed to make it better? Yeah. And then he just doesn't really say anything. And then she says, it just sucks. You ruined everything. You know that, right? <laughs> and then he goes, and he kind of says something again. And then Laura goes, what do you want me to say? And then Jason says, nothing more. And then that's it. MTV doesn't have them say goodbye. He's in his car. The sun is setting and he's driving, you know, the hill there yeah. back to PCH with this incredible views in the background of like, oh man, so... You know, it doesn't matter that it's Laguna Beach, California, and look at these beautiful views these kids have. They're all still fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have all the same problems. Guys, I'm really excited to talk to you about this uh, relatively new company that I've discovered. If you are a parent, you definitely want to listen up. It is called KiwiCo. And if you guys were like me as a kid, I was always super creative, but something that I really loved doing, which I've talked about on the podcast before, but creating forts as a kid. I don't know one kid that has not created a fort in their life. My kids actually love doing the same thing, but it just builds that confidence. You know, when you build these amazing forts, it just gives you a little pep in your step. KiwiCo is great because it believes that every kid is naturally creative and curious and that hands-on experiences build creative confidence and problem-solving skills that can actually change the world. KiwiCo delivers seriously fun learning for kids of all ages, whether it's about science or sensory play, games or geography. Every crate designed by their team of experts inspires excitement, curiosity, and moments of discovery. I can't tell you how cool these projects are We've done all kinds of things, but we made a solar system, 
Sailor made this punch needle pillow with yarn. It's really colorful. It's just so fun. We've made homemade ice cream. We also made this cool like domino car thing that was really awesome. So they have all kinds of fun stuff. KiwiCo projects are designed by a team of educators, makers, engineers, and rocket scientists who brainstorm hundreds of ideas to create the most exciting, age-appropriate, and educational projects. These are real engineering, science, and art projects with high-quality materials. It's hard to find creative ways to keep the kids in your life busy, challenged, and off of their screens, especially with summer coming up. No crate from KiwiCo's Innovation Factory leaves without approval from their toughest critics, which is, of course, kids. All right, you guys, so you're definitely going to want to check out KiwiCo. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash beach. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash beach. All right, you guys, let's chat about Ritual, which is a company that I'm fairly new to, but I'm very excited about them. If you guys are anything like me, then you are a complete health nut. I am crazy about what I'm putting in my body. I'm constantly reading labels on everything. And especially when it comes to vitamins, I want to make sure they're doing what they say they're doing and that they actually have really good quality ingredients in them. Ever since I heard about Ritual, I've been so excited to try the product. I actually love vitamins. I honestly swear by them. So I'm going to be getting the Ritual's Essential for women 18 and over multivitamin because it's USP verified, meaning what's on the label is actually what you get. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs, which is right up my alley. A minty essence in every bottle keeps things fresh and helps make taking your multis every day actually enjoyable. I do think it's really important these days to be supplementing with vitamins because unfortunately, just where we're at in society, our soil doesn't have all the nutrients that it used to have. You know, so our vegetables are not as nutrient dense as they once were. So it is very important to be getting all of these nine key nutrients in your bodies every single day. So you guys, there is no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 and Over is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. You're going to visit ritual.com slash beach to start ritual or add essential for women 18 and over to your subscription today. All right, let's round this one out. Let's go with our personal ratings here. What what do you think? Okay, personal rating. I gave myself a B. I mean, they they didn't show me in the best light, obviously, at Lauren's house. But to be honest, I feel like this whole season, I'm not really in the middle of all the drama, which is nice. So I feel like it could always be worse. It could always be better for me. So I'm just going to go with a solid B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm going solid B as well. I, I think, you know, my position with the show was, as I, as I tell you, I'm like, pull me out of here. Because <laughs> I'd already been there for so many hours that I was just so over it and didn't want to be roped into whatever MTV was trying to do because, yeah, that moment where they had me, we actually didn't talk about this. There's a moment where they had me go over and talk to Lauren and sit next to her and bring Mm. up Jason and Jessica. Mm -hmm. And that is all set up by MTV. Hey, go, like, go sit next to her and just like, we just like, just, just ask her what her thoughts are about. And I, and just like, ah, you can tell I'm so over it because I go and sit down, say some stupid joke and then get out of there as soon as possible. But besides like a very questionable wardrobe choice on my (laughs) end with whatever, like Vegas club style uh-huh. button up shirt, which the, in the mid two thousands there, the big collar, the big sleeves, and the rolled up. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's not um, <laughs> yeah, it's not aging well. But yeah, we'll, we'll go with a B. Right. And what about an audience rating? So audience, I gave it a B because I just felt like the party was extremely lame, but it was also really, it was just felt very set up to me. And maybe Mm. just obviously because I know what really happened. I do think the Jason and Lauren stuff was good, but it was such a small part of the episode that I just, I didn't think this episode was like that on the, you know, I wasn't on the edge of my seat. Ah, What about you? I give it an A. I was was a little more on the edge of my seat about the episode. And I think it's just seeing how MTV's handling the aftermath of what happened at the benefit and trying to connect all the pieces of what's going to be the next move for everybody, how everyone's feeling, checking in with Jason, checking in with, with Jessica, checking in with Lauren. 
course, there's a lot of scenes that are set up there, but there's a lot of what's exchanged in those conversations between everybody is real. And again, a, a window into what life is like as, you know, an 18 year old kid uh, that a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, it's, it's good drama. And, and I think for the show and, and what, you know, the purposes of the producers and what they need to make, I think that they did a really good job of cutting that all together. And again, it's like what I was saying with the last scene, with the shots, the way they, where they're having the conversations take place. And just, I mean, just leaving the episode, you know, on Jason as he's driving down the hill after all of that, it's juicy. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave it an A. All right, nice. I would say well done to MTV yeah. and well done to all the cast members. Everyone played their part, did it very well. It's not it's not so easy to point out what might have been super edited. Besides mm-hmm. the party being set up, you're very right about that. Yeah. But as far as the dialogue and all the conversations feels very, very real. Okay. Do you have a redo? I would make you say goodbye to Lauren. What is wrong with you? Oh, it's my redo too. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible human. I know. Just I'm the stop worst. out of there. And I stole you away. I'm sorry to everybody. God. <laughs> okay. Quote. You didn't say get you you didn't say goodbye to everyone. Let's just make that point. It was a it was a oh okay, we're leaving now. Kind of, we're out the back door. Kind of an Irish exit. Yeah. By the way, that's a let's, normal let's not, standard thing. <laughs> we don't need to underestimate yeah. an Irish exit. That is well, I'm a big fan. Fine. Big fan of maybe a, a little more awkward in a party like this where there's like seven people. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> I was learning, okay? (laughs) Okay, quote, I went with low. It was the beginning of the party and she goes, are all those younger girls coming? Okay, I just, (laughs) so I had to to just go and see how much younger I am than low, okay? Low's birthday (laughs) is September 29th, 1986. Mine is January 5th, 1987. She's not even three and a half months older than me. That is funny. (laughs) So, but like, that is so low to like give this impression like she's so much better than everybody. And it's like, low, you're the same fucking age. For some reason, there's an, an entitlement with the class that's older, right? <laughs> she, she was a senior when you were a junior. And so you are a young. But by the way, we're all mind. out of high school at this point. Like, isn't that then it's like, okay, we're over that. But yeah, that's true. Classic low, which we loved her for. All right. So I'm going to pull a quote from Lauren and from Jessica and what they're going through. Lauren's got a ton of great mm-hmm. quotes. Again, we talked about it, what she's doing in this episode. But she says to, I think it's to Taylor in that scene where they're talking at her house. And she says, you just have to hope you're worth changing for. Mm. Which It's a good one. That would hit me. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. I like that one. Very interesting for uh, on, on a lot of levels. I think, again, being, there's a little bit of naivety in the, in the sense of like at that age, mm-hmm. you know, of like, all right, being able to read whether or not people can change and having that belief, but also having the ability to see the good in somebody and, and what you hope that they can be or what, what's really in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe who they really are at their core and in their heart. Yeah, I agree. And then we've got Jessica's last line to Jason in this, probably the whole season. I'm not sure if they meet in the last episode. I bet not because this is a really great goodbye for the two of them. We can close the door on this storyline. And she says to Jason, good luck with your life. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I loved it. It's like a little <laughs> passive aggressive, like, hmm. It's a nice little dig. (laughs) So there it is. But yeah. All right, you guys. Well, that is our penultimate episode here for season two of Laguna Beach through Orange County. We're getting down to it, my friend. I know. Only one more actual episode of Laguna Beach. We have two more episodes of Back to the Beach. Mm -hmm. But the the finale of season two is next week, which I already know I'm going to cry watching it. I haven't haven't skipped ahead. I haven't watched it yet. I was just going to ask, do you know what happens? I've... these all these episodes have been really fascinating to me. Even what happened at the benefit between Jason and Lauren, I don't remember <laughs> any of that. So this is all yeah. I'm watching this all for the first time, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. I'm even surprised to see that I'm in there a little bit. So I, <laughs> yeah, I know. If I'm, I'm even... pretty sure you didn't think you were on season two at all. I only remember one scene with Jessica, Alex, H, and I outside of my house saying goodbye, and I'm pretty sure I was crying. Even though I was the ice queen, I'm pretty Aww. sure I was. But so I'm I'm excited to, to the see. The ice queen. I was the ice queen, but I think I <laughs> shed a tear. <laughs> so I'm excited to watch that because, I mean, you know, for the most part, that was all very real emotion saying goodbye and moving out of your house, moving up to L.A. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I don't think we've seen you cry this entire season in Laguna To Beach. be fair, I wasn't all really, sh- like, on the show that much this season. Like, if I wasn't narrating it, I would be, like, a— like a sidekick, you know, like a 
side player. But, but even mm. in the first season, I think that there's no tear uh-uh, shed. So that's not true. On the beach with you, when you wanted to take a picture of my eyes. Uh, okay, okay, I, okay. The ice queen was yeah, crying. Squeaked <laughs> one out there. <laughs> I don't know. There might have been eye drops from the producers. Tell you what, just let's see what happens. The hills. I remember my final scene where I think I had to like pretend like Brody and I broke up or something. They were like, "Do you think you can cry?" I was like, "I'll try," <laughs> and I did. I did. Look at that. I know. Crying I was on so cue. Proud of myself. Smacking chops in there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they trained you well. On Laguna Beach, the Royal Orange County. Yes, they did. <laughs> for for, for All performances. Of, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll tune in next week to see if Kristen sheds a tear in the last episode TBD. <laughs> of Laguna Beach, the Royal Orange County. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Clay. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostick. 